welcome to Professional Friends, Great Ideas for Terrible TV Show Pilots. And now, it's your hosts, it's Nick and Dan. Welcome back to, fuck, what is it called? Pitch, <laughs> pitch guys, what are we called? Pitch. Basic pitches. Pitches. Ah. And welcome Subtitle back to professional basic friends. <laughs> welcome to basic pitches, where every week we pitch pilot ideas uh, to see if they will or will not get made. Exactly. Uh, and you're with your professional friends. I'm Nick. And I'm Daniel Manain, and uh, obviously based on the fact that we are big TV fans, fanatics, even. Mm-hmm. Um, you seen any good TV shows lately, Nick? Obsessive. What are you watching obsessive. these days? Uh, okay, I am watching. Uh, have I have I talked about Black Monday? No. Nope. What is that? Black Monday is great. Really, uh, I'm actually uh, trying to pitch a real TV show to uh, Stan at the South Australian Film Corp. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're like, "How does this work that you're trying to actually pitch mm. uh, fit into?" The Stan catalog, and I'm like, well, I've never watched anything on Stan before, <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to get myself a subscription. Okay, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, to drink the Kool Aid. Yeah. yeah, and basically that I can watch, I can watch it, and I can be like, yeah, this is my job. Like, I can, I can binge mm. television shows, and it's technically it's research. Finally, I mean, I don't have a job. Dream. It's just an application <laughs> to maybe get a job. Like, you don't even get the TV show when you pitch it in this thing. You just, you pitch it, and then they consider that, and then you get to pitch again. If Wait, so what's if the final like... outcome of the the stand competition? So I think... Whatever it is. You send in your, your, your series Bible. Yeah. And then if... Um... We, we know what that is. Yes. Don't worry, listener. You don't need to know no. what that is. We know what you it don't... is. We uh, definitely know it... what it is. I think... I think... If I had to guess what it is, I mean, mm. I've only read the application form. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like a Bible, right? <laughs> it's just a Bible for the series. It's a a series of lessons and teachings that are interpretive about yeah. the television Based on the works of Jesus. Pitch. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of the show. Yeah. Exactly. Um, do you want to... What, you, what have you been watching? Um, ask you that? Is it tit for tat? So, Still endless mash, and it's and actually they've done a good job because like they basically replaced all the characters after the first three seasons except for um, Alan Alda, Hawkeye Pierce. Um, well, spoilers: some of them die, but it's it's thirty years <laughs> old. You can't, I can't spoil it now. Um, but they did a good job, like basically refreshing, because they, they, it was basically they wrote a pilot episode at the start of like season four, episode one, is basically like, here's the show again. For all the people that missed out in the first three episodes, it's all new characters. It's kind of got a bit of a fresher style. And Wait, first three seasons or th- first three episodes? First three seasons, sorry. First three seasons. Oh, so they, they reset after three seasons. They totally reset and kind of broad. It was, it's kind of, it's nice seeing it now, now that we've been doing these pitches. I can see it as a kind of, it's a pilot. It's like, he, everyone reintroduces all their names. Um, they like 
yeah, all the characters are refreshed. It's very strange. I, it's maybe kind of a little bit like what Scrubs did towards the end. I don't know. Um, yeah, right, when they moved to... Yeah, new Scrubs. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I'm watching that. Um, yeah, that's right. just me, my guilty pleasure. Yeah, mash. Yeah, yeah, Delicious. we all have a, a guilty pleasure. I've been Highly watching um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's mine. That's great. Yeah. Home run. Although you, you get to season seven, they kind of, I think they're, they run out of ideas or like, I don't know, some, some feels off. You, mm. if you, have we discussed the term flanderizing before? No. I don't know. As in Flanders, Ned Flanders? Yeah, as in Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. So fl- um, flanderizing, no. can you, can you grab a guess at what flanderizing is? I would say... Like, okay, I would say it's the phenomenon of a TV show totally switching, or like, there's some principles of the character. This is a guess, totally a guess, mm-hmm. but like, maybe some principles of the character. For example, Ned Flanders has one, basically one thing, which is highly diddly do, whatever, and he's a Christian and he's like pure, he's a simple character in some ways, but I guess the trope is that as the show got on you know he started to really drift and became weirder and weirder right like he's like he would tear his shirt off and he was extremely buff his <laughs> wife died so then he started dating other women uh, yeah i don't know he just like really drifted is that kind of yeah you, on the, you're, you're the actually, track yeah you're on the right track it's, it's actually the intensifying of mm. the particular traits of a character over time okay, as a way to keep it fresh. So, you know, and, and, and lots of characters do that. And, you know, you, you start off with like Ned Flanders and yet he is kind of like a very simple Christian guy. Yeah. But then by the end of this, you know, you get 10 seasons, 20 seasons in and he's mm. like really intense Christian and like, <laughs> you know, he doesn't believe in, you know, he's like <laughs> against like the jewish people as well and like yeah. <laughs> some like like you know like <laughs> says some pretty intense things like okay this guy's like really ramping up yeah. and and they then a lot of characters have that where you, you're like ah oh, like has this character always been like this mm. and often you go back to season one like actually yeah they've always had this certain trait just over the seasons they've just ramped it up season yeah. to season to make them to avoid seem it getting stale i guess stale yeah do you want to um to create our own television programs speaking of <laughs> yeah i guess we should probably let's kick into the first uh television pilot series thing idea thing please daniel i think you are nailing the first one of this bad boy this is me were yep. you two last week you were two yes yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, it's true and opposite day. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Classics. Fuck. I mean, they're all classics, but mm. don't make mm. me choose. Um, okay, let me start with um, dice. Dice. Right. True event television from the makers of the block comes the hottest Aussie reality TV show, where couples are pitted against each other to build competing casinos. A completely deserted weapons testing ground in northern South Australia is converted into a gambling oasis uh, with an empty strip 
called Las Sheilas. With the roll of the dice to determine which theme each couple has to build, they break ground, and so begins three months of edge of your seat, nail biting, backstabbing, hair pulling, you butte bloody having a go, pandemonium. These couples will stop at nothing to get their casino built, even if it means a bit of sabotage and arson to slow down their rivals, because they know that in three months, opening weekend of Las Sheilas will arrive. And whoever's casino rakes in the most dollary dues gets to keep the casino and the cash. And the others are razed to the ground, burnt to cinders, in preparation for season two of Dice. As the host of Dice always says, the only two guarantees in Las Chilas are greed and the cleansing power of flame. After the news. (laughs) Great. Great. So, the reality television show? Yeah, I feel like we hadn't had a reality... Have you had a reality show yet? We haven't. We haven't. We've had fake reality shows, like... Right, like a know, mockumentary. Homeless sort of President thing. and... Homeless President, um, yep. Um, uh, but not like a real... I, I kind of miss a real high-stakes reality TV show. Yeah. yeah I feel like it's... So, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Uh, I, I, I well, I was going to say, that. like, the... Um, it feels like the the bravery from the reality sort of industry has kind of gone down. I mean, they're, they're very like psychological these days with sort of married at first sight and bachelor, and mm. so it's very like person relations and so on. I guess, and they can cut them short if they really need to. Mm. Like, uh, yeah. they're, they're doing Big Brother at the moment in in are they really in Australia? Redo. Yeah, they are. They're they're rebringing back Big Brother. And this is after the the prime minister at the time in two thousand and six, I think, mm. was like, "You got to shut this." <laughs> like he he said, "You got to you got to stop killing this, killing this country." <laughs> <laughs> and they did. They're like, "Yeah, okay." So they stopped. They stopped it, and now it's come back. Um, okay, that's a big, know this... big call. That's a big, I mean, that's a big brave move. Like I was actually, I was going to use Big Brother as an example of like, they don't make them like that anymore. But that's exciting if they're having another go at it. Yeah, yeah, they have another crack. And and I think no one is interested because I'm fairly sure. So the only reason I know that it's on is because they advertise it. Like there's no tomorrow on on telly. And I, I only ever really watch television to watch sport. Yeah. And so they just, they flog it so hard. Mm. Just like so, I'm like I don't know. Is it always are they always flogging it this hard, or but they man, they desperate. They're, yeah, they're just really going for it. And then you know, I've been watching it for for a few weeks. Have I seen these ads? And now they're like season finales here, and there's still there's still like five or six people in that house. I'm pretty sure they're just like, yeah, let's pull the plug on this bad boy. Like it's not working. Wait, so it's almost finished. Yeah, yeah, they're it's up to been the whole finale. Time. They're still and they're, advertising it. Shit. I think they're they're calling it off. So I don't think it's I don't think it's worked. That's a shame. I mean, hopefully that doesn't bode poorly for our reality show. But no. I mean, maybe maybe people are just sick of that style of like bickering and you know, kind of like lowest common denominator reality. I think that it is the lowest common denominator. I I, I think that people love building stuff, right? Mm. Like the block, my house rules. My kitchen rules, like making things, like yeah, that, that that fucking pops off. 
Yeah. That you turn up each week and there's like a proper competition where you produce something. Not like Big Brother where it's just like, fucking carry this plate to the table and you get electrocuted. <laughs> and if you, if, you drop your, if you drop your food, then you're fucking out of here. Can you complete base domestic tasks? <laughs> with the threat of electrocution <laughs> looming. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, this is not... I mean, I'm saying it, I'm like, well, I mean, it sounds great. But it then actually sounds like, reality, pretty good. <laughs> in reality, you took me around, like, Nick. <laughs> I mean, that's like a 90-second YouTube clip. And then you're like, you're yeah. done. You can't, you can't wring an hour out of that. No, no, no. Unless, like, like, all of their ideas are as good as that. And they have, like... Just one after the other, but I I just know that so much of that show is padding, and, and yeah. like you know cutting to the the interview room or whatever they they do, and they're just like the, the, the oh, well, this room. happened. I was thinking about this, and yeah, it's yeah, 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 it's just trash. I mean, I think it's a credit to the uh, the editors of of that television show because you know mm. there's just twenty four hours a day, like just footage of shit. Just God, people were like, be... oh, I'm gonna filter through this to like work out what's the best. That would be a hellish like, oh. task. Oh, <laughs> fuck! Imagine like that's that's like true forced labor, where like they probably go from prison to prison finding like editors that have killed someone, and then use <laughs> them as like for like they just no one else wants to do this horrible task of just watching twenty four hours times. Dozens of cameras. They have to watch all the cameras times 24 hours. Oh. <laughs> and they've got to, like, and these people, I mean, they've been handpicked to be, like, the most, like, you know, they're always like, these people are the most, like, clever, <laughs> cunning. Oh, <laughs> they're not. They're like, <laughs> no, they are the worst of the worst. Like, yeah. like that adds, like, this guy is cunning and intelligent. And there he is. Like, he looks like a realtor. Like, he looks, looks like a used car salesman. <laughs> He's got his glasses scotch. I'm like, man, I would just hate to spend time with you. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to watch you on TV. Like, no. you can't fill the house with villains. Like, you... You watch a TV yeah. show and you're like, oh, yeah, you need these are the bad guys here. But <laughs> oh, they just they make everyone out. To, uh. It's rough. It's rough. And I think, yeah, they've kind of like split into two camps. One is this is the person to person and the other is the building stuff. And I guess along the way they've lost a lot of the nuance of like the in-between shows. Like, So I guess Survivor's still going. But there was... Do you remember, like back in the day, late nineties, early two thousands, there was a kind, there was an Australian version of, it was Survivor, but it had a different thing to it. It had you had to collect. Maybe I'm really like barking up the wrong tree. Maybe you didn't get on board with this, but they had it had something to do with Smarties and M and M's. Did you ever do this? And they would, you buy your M and M's packet or Smarties packet, and in it there was a little tab, a little sticker. And then when the show came on, in the middle of the show at a random time, a little dot would appear in the lower right-hand corner. And I watched the show religiously just to wait for that dot. And then you'd have to stick your sticker over the top of the dot. And it would, like, show a little code in the dot. And then you would text message that code for a chance to win something. And it felt like... I remember that. That was probably 20 years ago and i remember it so clearly it worked a fucking dream those were the days huh 
I think you may have dreamt that up in some <laughs> kind of dream. What, that, did I get like <laughs> activated by a cult? <laughs> that is was there maybe the LSD most in those tabs? Ridiculous <laughs> tab chest. Like an acid? Because okay, when the show comes on, you lick this so sticker intense. and then you go into a dream. <laughs> Put it on the dot and text the code. Then you're in the machine. Yeah. That is, <laughs> yeah. Hearing it back, it wow, sounds that's really intense. very manipulative. So intense, and the fact yeah. that they got you to do it just is, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's frightening. Clearly targeted at like children, nailed like obsessive. Children. Man, they nailed it. Because <laughs> I mean, you would have had like, and like, you have to get your parents to go along, right? Did you have your own money to buy the M and M's or smarties? I had to like beg, yeah, yeah, and then they had and to watch what, it. Right, because what was this, Sean, 8.30? Because that's bedtime. That's brushing your teeth time. Yeah, I don't, actually, that's a good point. It must have been a little, must have been like, well, I think it was actually Channel 10. I think it was a weird time where, because it was definitely off-brand. It wasn't Survivor or something. It was It was an Australian show. It was doing these games. Actually, that's a good point. Like, there are challenges on those kind of shows, right? What, say you had people building casinos. Mm, okay. Yeah. Good. How good do you back to the show? Yeah. Okay. So what? I mean, obviously, there's the broader arc of they need to like have their casino finished within a certain amount of time, three months or something. I mean, that's so, crazy so fast is, to build a whole casino. Is it couples? It's couples competing against other couples. It's not like like you know a, a couple competing against each other. It's like uh, yeah. I don't, well, I, I guess I'm I'm using the block as sort of a jumping off template and i yeah, think they're couples right or families or whatever. yeah yeah they're well, not necessarily they're romantic couples yeah they're, but they're like two, these bloody blokes they're... fucking love golf and they all yeah, yeah. have golf together for 20 years and now they're gonna yeah, golf they their way to kiss, but... yeah <laughs> these bloody blokes love to kiss and golf they're just friends <laughs> kissing <laughs> friends nice. just best friends <laughs> just try to run a country <laughs> yeah <laughs> doing the best they can with what they got <laughs> what they got um, yeah, but they have couples who bicker. Like, they right. can't be perfect couples, right? They have to be couples that have you can drive a wedge between. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's and that's always good when that happens, and because it will happen, it'll happen naturally. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah, and it is much nice tastier when it's on to television. Mm, delicious. Mm. So couples versus each other, and I guess you want to introduce some sort of artificial. Yeah, like this week. Everyone's going to build like the, the roulette table or something. Yeah, yeah or the buffet. Yeah, like, great. Or someone's going to um, pitch their new, like, yeah, they're going to build their poker room. Yeah. Oh, you're going to yeah, be like clever their VIP. how you yeah, make yeah, yeah. it. And, you know, it's like... And maybe yeah. at the end of the episode, like, some high rollers come in and they they play around in each of the yeah, great. each of the rooms. And, like, whichever room they get drunkest in is the winner for that week. Yeah, whichever casino... Like also kind of rorts the most money out of yeah. these high. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they come in for some blackjack, and if they can really just like rack up a tab and take all their money, yeah. then they win. Whoever ends with these Japanese businessmen eating sushi off each other's bodies is the winner of that week. Yeah, whoever can easy. blackmail the Japanese prime minister. <laughs> 
I'm just secretly filming him having an orgy in the penthouse. This um, hot Aussie reality TV show <laughs> invites prime ministers from each country <laughs> to blackmail in a fake <laughs> weapons testing facility in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love it. I really love okay. it. I think okay. it's it's good fun. It's got glitz. It's got glam. And it could go forever. I mean, reality shows, they do. There's no... Because they're, they're perfect. They they restart. I mean, you have to kind of up the ante a little bit sometimes. I guess so. The challenges, right? You can't do the same challenges each week. You know, you got to... That's true. But they're kind of endless. Gotta... Like, you just... Like, they're so artificial. You just invent, okay, well, now you have to build... Uh, now you have to build a hotel room for the VIPs that is in the shape of you know a playboy bunny and it has to have a spa that's this shape like you just keep adding a bunch of constraints and then whichever couple can do it the best for that week like and i I think the kind of fun thing about this not that it would ever 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 happen but if it did happen the you're actually building a real city of casinos and like as your show gets like goes for longer and longer you're building a real place where actual people can come and gamble so like that's probably its biggest source of income for the show is that you own the las vegas of australia and maybe at some point it can get like its own state status right and then people getting married (laughs) and like the chapels there and stuff yeah 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 yeah, exactly yeah Yeah, like yeah special uh exceptions for this one bizarre media paradise i wonder if you could have a a chapel season then one season of just Mm. building the chapel where people get drunkenly married that's like it's a church and for some reason there's like a booze dispenser in the altar (laughs) yeah like a draft tap in the the yeah 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 it's it's pouring out emu beer (laughs) pouring out a ton of fun just fucking emu all over the place (laughs) emu um Um, who's the host yeah, that's what I was going to say. So who's hosting and who are the judges? Because I feel like if you're going to pitch this, that's like people are going to be like, it's going to okay, ride on. But let's, yeah, who's know. attached? Yeah. Um, I mean, my, I kind of went to Eddie Murphy. Uh, fuck Eddie Murphy. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Eddie McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eddie the, the Australian Eddie Murphy. Right. Eddie <laughs> McGuire. <laughs> Eddie Murphy would actually fucking rock that cock. Oh, he'd never do it. So no, he, you'd um, have to use some serious deep fake technology to get him yeah. to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> to get something that looks a lot like him to be in it. Um, yeah, and I mean, I just, just went automatically steal to, his to voice from like the Shrek film. So he's limited <laughs> in what he can yeah. say. Based the, on every show, <laughs> yeah, exactly, is about the co- they typically end in a competition to do with waffles, so that they can use those Eddie McGuire lines about waffles. And he is constantly I mean, Murphy. onions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird that um, he says his most famous <laughs> lines, his most quotable just... lines from the Shrek <laughs> franchise. <laughs> it's the only fucking licensing that they could afford, which is weird because it's super expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I went with Maguire, but he's kind of an old, a bit of an old fart. Is there a hot new young Aussie host? Version of Eddie Murphy. Is there a hot new version of 
It's hard. It's, guess, get them mixed up, huh? Um, okay, yeah. And some sort of Australian comedian. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's going to Maybe like that. Sean McAuliffe. <laughs> Sean McAuliffe would do a really good job. Like... Fuck. He deserves only good things. He deserves another television show. Yeah. And this is the one that he gets. Um, okay, we've got the hosts. They have celebrity judges. Great. How long? How long does it last? How long does dice last? Well, how long does it take to build a city if you build five buildings but then burn four of them to the ground every season? <laughs> um, let's. You know, well, how? In a country that has big problems with bushfires. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but it's in the middle of the desert. It's fine. No such thing as a desert fire. Um. I don't like know. Big Let's Burning say like man celebration to when they yeah. <laughs> fucking a uh, sort of ritualistic um, destruction of capitalism. Probably the the Vegas Strip. What maybe has twenty or thirty big casinos on it. So let's say this is like one season is you know three months. Then maybe it takes a little break. So maybe you have two seasons of this a year, which is pretty quick turnaround. But. Mm. That's probably going to take 15 years. Okay, 15 seasons then. Okay. Great. What do you give it? 15 out of 10. <laughs> um, I, I give it one. <laughs> um, because of the huge amount of waste and <laughs> the uh, just the fact the- that this is building a kind of ghost town in the middle of nowhere that no one will ever visit it has no services it has no airport how do people get there it's hot people die from heat stroke this is a lawsuit waiting to happen this whole fucking shebang and it's gonna be so expensive (laughs) (laughs) think about how expensive this is (laughs) like uh what's the grand designs right like yeah that, it's basically grand designs, but, but the show has building, to pay for the grand designs. Yeah, exactly. And you're building five of them. <laughs> and they're not houses. They're like sky-high casinos. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and you want to do it in three months. <laughs> and you want to build them shoddily enough that they're fine to burn. <laughs> Get to fill them with pink bats. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking asbestos everywhere. And they are the only skyscrapers made of wood. <laughs> they will blow wood. over in a strong wind. <laughs> they are made from balsa wood and they're filled with asbestos. And we're going to set them on fire. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, it doesn't get off the ground. Zero seasons. Great job. Great. Great. Zero. They forgot to turn the cameras on, and this place is a ghost town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld has just arrived, and he's looking for his check. <laughs> we did not have any money. It's this. <laughs> Great. All right. What do you got? Let's go to second series. <clears throat> this TV show is called The Skill Tester. A group of highly trained ASIO operatives, for those living in the US, that's like the CIA, mm-hmm. are tasked with retrieving George Lucas's 
teddy bear. Oh, I forgot to mention, this is uh, set in the 80s. Of course. Uh, 90s. Uh, his first ever Toyota. The Toyota was deposited in a skill tester mistakenly when George Lucas was eating at a food court in Australia. A team of operatives unable to retrieve the Toyota take a break at a cafe nearby. Whilst resting, the Toyota is won by a mall security guard and given to a young boy. This coincides with another skill tester being cracked open and hundreds of Toyotas being given and collected by swarms of children who are leaving a cinema. Now with the mission bungled and hundreds of decoy Yodas spread out into the town of Brighton in small town in Australia, the Asia operatives must embark on a manhunt of epic proportions. Um, so I just have to hit the elephant in the room, which is that Toy Yoda sounds a lot like Toyota. Yep. That's fine. Yep. Yep. Just yep. brush that under the rug. Mm-hmm. We'll make a joke about um, it uh, at some point during the season. But during the probably the second episode. Uh, so, George Lucas is in town scoping for locations, locations for a newer, for for an, for the next Star Wars. Um, yeah, this okay. is before so this would, the prequel This would be films. like episode two or episode three or something. So this is one, a, yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. He's scoping for episode one, oh, and uh, while he's scoping in Australia, he loses Toyota, mm-hmm. and then, which is his original. This is like a. Expensive, seriously um, collectible item, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's the sentimental values through the roof. Mm. And so, Australia government deploys ASIO operatives to recover it because they don't want George Lucas to, <laughs> to be a little bit of Australia. Sad. Well, yeah, to, <laughs> they to think don't of Australia want to is cry. the place where he lost his his Toyota. You know, he'll be yeah. like, he'll never come back, and and we'll never film. Star Wars in Australia, if he associates it with the time he lost his favorite teddy bear. Yeah. Uh, but then they bungle the mission and uh, replica Toyotas are dispersed everywhere, yeah. Throughout everywhere. All these kids have them and now. This There's some way they can figure out. It's got like a little uh, property of George or something on its foot or something. Yeah. How, yeah, 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 yeah. There is a way that they can find it. Right. The way it smells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. They can smell the Lucas. It's got his it's got his name stitched into the yeah, into the into the undergarments. I think there's you get like a lot of good stuff out of George Lucas being a real whiny little kid <laughs> for like twenty four episodes. Is that kind of his, his like character? He's just like wants everything exactly his way. Like I mean, I I I haven't even consider that George Lucas would be in it, I would think he'd just be like a phone call. It'd always be like, uh, yeah, he really wants his his bear back and yeah. the Australian <laughs> government kind of twisting themselves in a bind in like a classic Australian fashion. Like, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. got it. Yeah. We're just, gonna, <laughs> we're just cleaning it off for you because it was a bit dusty. We'll get it to you. Get this, get this freaking toy back. <laughs> and you know the Australian government to do any means necessary. They are raiding houses. Yeah, they're tearing this place apart. But they can't get into the news because they don't want George Lucas to know that they still mm-hmm. haven't recovered that his Toyota. Can I just say, like, what a brave um, overture to to make a whole heavy plot that is about George Lucas that never features 
an image of George Lucas. The, the, like the whole driver of this show is like George Lucas's ire, and he's never on screen. Not I think once. that's ballsy. Thank you. <laughs> some would say, <laughs> some would say stupid. Some would say confusing. <laughs> Not I. Um, but actually, it kind of reminds me of like. Did you ever see these? Um, ah, fuck! What's his name? The guy who does like Utopia. Um, yeah, classic, yeah, yeah. like kind of downplayed deadpan Aussie comedy stuff. That's exactly and what this is meant to be. Great. I think that's exactly the right way to go. Like a whole bunch of bureaucracy, like really intense deadpan humor about something absolutely ridiculous, which is they've got these people, these like trained operatives who can assemble <laughs> sniper kill, rifles in like 20 seconds or I don't know how quick I don't know anything about guns or and sounds you know, like you know a lot about guns <laughs> thank you spook what <laughs> is that a is that a, some is that a slur spook <laughs> no, not a racial slur like a spy or an undercover person like a G-man, a, uh, like a CIA kind of ASIO person. Right. Okay. Um, so they're like super professional. They're like, yeah, they can fly, you know, the most expensive, you know, their $30 million weapon. Yeah. You know, they're people that have been trained. And their time is entirely spent. They're a down. bunch of Jason Bournes. You know, <laughs> I think it's Jason's Bourne. But yes. They're Jason's Bournes and their job is to like, First of all, they can't, you know, the toy was like accidentally put inside a skill tester. Yeah. Which is like, I, I, is skill tester an Australianism? I think maybe, yeah, oh, like a, a claw game. A claw machine. Yeah. Claw machine you know, thing. That you see in malls mm. where you, yep. you are trying to retrieve. It's quite a funny name actually now that I think of it. Skill tester like what, or claw it's machine. The skill tester, like it is testing one skill your ability to yeah. operate a big metal claw, but it's not it's like not... generally testing anything else. Well, it's not skills tester. <laughs> no, skills yeah, good tester. point. <laughs> We're allowed to have one. We're allowed to have one. Uh, yeah, you know, it, Rob Sitch, by the way, was the and Utopia. It, guy. What's that? Rob Sitch is the the one that the Australian TV maker that does all the like Utopia and yeah, all those kind of shows. Yeah, good, yeah, good, 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 good. Uh, yeah, so, you know, and these guys, they can't, you know, they like I said, they can assemble the sniper rifles very quickly, uh, but they mm-hmm. can't, they're unable to retrieve this out of the skill tester, but then someone wins it. Mm, a kid. <laughs> like, I think that's, yeah, some kid can do it and gets Great. this toy. And another skill tester at the mall breaks, and now everyone, all these kids get these free Yodas, and now it's just Yodas everywhere. It's great. And so it also tests their skill. That's the name of the movie. To um, retrieve this. Is it... Is it like a whole... Is it a, does this go for multiple seasons? Or is it like the, the sort of overarching story of the first season is hunt down George Lucas's thing and then the next season is they've got another trivial, menial task given yeah, to I'd, this high-powered professional group of operatives? Yeah, look, I can see it going. I I can see it having eighteen episodes max. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Even that might be a stretch. You know, like okay. a, a real like like Ricky Gervais style, like British. You get just yeah. one and done. You get you get you get through the story and then you then you close it off. Don't don't run it for too long. Which is, I mean, I wouldn't pitch that. I'd say, yeah, yeah, it goes forever. It goes forever. Yeah. long. I think I get um, more than ten pages out of that. <laughs> um, hey, I have an idea for a segment. It's called "Kill That Character." So you need to pick a character in your show, and you need to kill him. And then you need to replace them. Which character in Skill Tester are you going to kill? And I think you have to kill them in episode three. I think it has to be shocking. Like you get to know this person. Yeah. Um, is there some? Is there a lovable character? And maybe the actor is just playing up. They want they're renegotiating their contract, and you're like, "Fuck, we're not going to be able to keep this person. We've got to kill you them off." Dead. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we've signed Hugh Jackman. I also and, was thinking Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. For the reason that I know <laughs> that we're thinking of. But yeah, got Jackman. Also, just because it would be a ridiculous. Like, people would. If you had Hugh Jackman in your show, people would just tune in for the Jackman. Mm. So, to, to kill him off in episode three would be redonkulous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would be yeah, really yeah. jacking that man. Real but then hard. I think I just keep hinting that maybe that character will come back. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So he dies in a way that is suspicious and mysterious, but they never find mm. his body. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's classic, like, like X Files season eight through ten. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, yeah, the company's out there. Everyone's like, great. This might be the episode where David the company comes back. Yeah. David exactly. the company's like coming back. No. But Mold yeah, is he not coming wa- back because <laughs> he's not on a contract. Because he's off doing Californication, so he <laughs> yeah, can't come so back. He can't do two things at once. Um, yeah, okay. So Jackman just like wanders off to the beach like a prime minister and never comes back. Or <laughs> he goes for a swim. And, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. And then do you, do you replace him with like a, uh, a human of equivalent musculature? <laughs> <laughs> or do you really like bend it and it's like, well, he's gone, but this kind of like hot new egghead fresh out of university like really flip the character and like okay this is a fresh take bring on a sexy moron mm. like Hugh you jackman is a uh yeah like no i don't think replace i think like keep them off mm. and then you're like uh and it's replaced with maybe with someone who's incredibly incompetent yeah maybe you're right maybe just like uh like the Film Australian Film Corp is like they want someone of their own on this yeah, mission okay. now. And yeah. now that Hugh Jackman's gone for a swim and no one knows where he is, uh, let's. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a fucking. And like, I love the idea that like episode three ends, episode four starts, and everyone just knows that Hugh Jackman went for a swim. <laughs> you know, like, you haven't planned it because he's just walked no. off set one day. And didn't come in the next day. So you just refer to that swim that, you know, Eric went for. And <laughs> <laughs> you never show it. Like they're in, they're like in the middle of like some, you know, it's a cliffhanger episode, right? They're just about to yeah. break into like a two-year-old's room to steal their Yoda. Yeah. And like, 
you know, then the episode ends and it comes back and they're just somewhere else. Hugh Jackman was about to kick down the door. (laughs) It ends with him running at the camera. His like shoulder is braced, cut to credits, open three months later. (laughs) Well, that was a dead end and Eric went for that swim. Who's this hot new egghead? (laughs) Wait, what's that? Eric has never came back from his swim? (laughs) Oh, but that man. was months ago. <laughs> uh, great. Yeah. Off-camera kill. Powerful. Mm, very powerful. It'll add mystery for season after season. Uh, great. So, yes. Uh, I don't think I've t- just briefly touched on what will happen in the pilot episode. Mm. I guess it'll end with death. All the Yodas being spread out. And they're like, mm. no mission time. And that's, yeah, okay, that's got, like, um, syndication potential. Because, obviously, those Yodas are going to spread around the country or around the world, and they have to follow up every single one of those Yodas, right? Every single Yoda, you know. Great. Um, To try and, yeah, work it out. So, yeah, you have this first episode where, I guess, they introduce the mission. They're like, you got to go and retrieve this Yoda. Mm -hmm. And uh, then also you get the, the side story of... Of them not being able to do it, and this other family winning the Yoda. Yeah. Okay. So you follow like a parallel. You follow mm. this family, and the kid. It's kind of got that like Mr. Burns's teddy bear thing, I guess, where like the kid doesn't know how amazingly valuable, and like the whole country's on a manhunt. Yeah. Okay. So because yeah. it's not in the news, right? So the family doesn't know the whole country searching no for idea. this Yoda. They got to keep it secret. Yeah. Great. That's fun. I love it. Great. If you can just get George Lucas to sign off on it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you can, you know, really force him not to appear on it, because he's going to beg. He's going to be like, but I want them to see my face. And you have to say, probably, no, it's more powerful. Uh, we get away with it. We just change all the A's to E's. Just call it Yod. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he can be George Lucas. Lucas. <laughs> Uh, great, just great. slightly dodge it, and it's it's um, galaxy uh, fucking <laughs> solar solar fights, solar fights, <laughs> uh, yeah, universe kill, <laughs> universe battle, universe wow. battle's not bad. Um, great, I love it. Great, all right, you've got. The final pitch for today, Mr. Manane. Great. Um, this is called Den Sister Uderwerd or The Last Athlete. Um, after a bomb explodes during the opening ceremony of the 2028 Oslo Olympics, the head of security, Niels Stormstein, calls together his team to control the crisis. At first, it appears to be terrorism, but when an athlete is accidentally shot during the first events, it seems to be directed at particular countries' athletes, and the murderer has a grudge. Even though Niels is ex-Norwegian National Police and extremely tall and handsome, he's overwhelmed by the problem and calls in help. Every competing country sends in their top homicide investigator, uh, especially as the games get underway and the body count starts to grow. 
Soon enough, Niels is putting the pieces together with 170 brilliant detectives to help him in this mind-bending and gritty Scandi crime noir. What connects these deaths? And why is Niels starting to feel personally responsible for it all? The last mm. athlete, or in its native Norwegian tongue, Den Sister Uteverhed. Very fun. It's kind of a Scandi noir crime thriller. Mm, a crimi. Which... It's, um... Did you ever see The Bridge? Have we talked about the bridge? I think we have. Um, I've seen, I've not seen the bridge, but I've I've seen the tunnel. I okay, which yeah. is the French British version because the bridge is what uh, Danish Danish Swed- Swedish. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of what gave me. So uh, yeah, I, I tend to think like, or at least I'm starting. I'm trying to steer away from, you know, directly stealing from other. Shows. I mean, I'll take, I'll borrow ideas for sure. But like, clearly, this is. So I think the tagline of this is like the bridge on steroids. It's basically, you know, the bridge format is, um, you know, for those who haven't seen it, it's it's a a body is found on the bridge between Denmark and Sweden, and the the body is fuck. What is it? The body's cut in half. I think along the line, the the border line in the middle of the bridge so yeah yeah a danish investigator and a swedish investigator have to work together because it's technically in both of their jurisdictions i mean it's like a it seemed brilliant at the time now i think back on it it's a little bit of it's a pretty like naive setup because i doubt that's how it's actually going to work one of the countries would just be like oh you do it like why should we have to coordinate on this or like um, but anyway, they'd each just conduct their own investigation. To yeah, they'd be like, "All right, we'll we'll compare notes at the end." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's yeah, it's the same uh, in the tunnel, except it's in a tunnel. <laughs> it's in a tunnel. The, the not body a is in a tunnel, not on a bridge. <laughs> it's in, uh, and it's, actually, so it's, it is the French British the tunnel of the tunnel, tunnel fame. Yeah, yeah. And then they have to team up. Yeah, and um, they and also I think there's do... even an American version. There is, yeah. The is it a Panama or Mexico? Mexico. It's Mexico. Yeah, yeah. The U.S. and the Mexico also on a bridge. Is there a bridge between between those two countries? Mexico and the U.S. Well, I guess there's like a river along the most of the border. I think it's the Rio Grande. Anyway, I guess there's a there's it must be multiple bridges along there. Bridge. Otherwise, it, otherwise the show just simply does not work. <laughs> it's called it's the like bridge. It... <laughs> it's based on a piece of land that the body is found on. We're not really sure why we called it the bridge. That's why you can never have an Australian version because yeah, exactly. No, no lines. No, it would have to be the boat, and it would have to be on the Indonesian Australian border. Yeah, if there is such a thing. Um, so it's basically that but as each athlete gets killed eventually you have every single country's top top investigator top like serial killer investigator come to Oslo and Niels is like coordinating all of them and I guess each episode he has to like because I guess the kind of drive of say the bridge and the tunnel and so on is that is kind of fun to see how different like countries police do stuff like they have all these little lost in translations of oh well we um 
you know, we dust for prints first thing. It's like, oh no, well we, uh, you know, like we we take pictures and and we draw the the chalk around the body and we're like, oh, we don't do the to- the chalk thing anymore. That's so old fashioned. It's like, oh well, fucking Denmark, fucking Sweden, and this is like, you know. I don't know. Nigeria, Nigeria would turn up with their top investigator, and they would <laughs> fuck. Well, I don't want to give an example that's going to sound racist, but mm-hmm. anyway, each and, and <laughs> hey, that's going to be an issue. Please, uh, <laughs> we're going to need to dance. We're going to need to dance around this. What is the so Australia turn up like? and they're like, yeah, we like to pour beer all over our. Um... <laughs> yeah, we're fucking. When there's a corpse, we respectfully pour beer into its holes. To <laughs> its, <laughs> <laughs> its stab, bullet stab holes. Um, yeah, that's kind of the driver. Is each episode different country like steps up when their athlete gets killed? In uh, yeah, great. Yeah, that's a concept. is. Is this? A comedy, like it, it's, it's funny that we talk sure. about Flander because it's that, like when we're talking about Flanderizing, like the increasing of like it sounds to me like it's just going to get more and more hectic and ridiculous. Yeah, where it's just like, uh, like <laughs> each episode, like they have they have the same. It's like almost like Groundhog Day. Yeah, I th- I like, think it probably does, and maybe actually Groundhog Day is a good template because like Groundhog Day oscillates right between. Very funny and then pretty fucking depressing at times, and then back to like just kind of a drama and, and goes around in circles. You could probably do a similar thing here, where like if you really started off as a real Scandi crime thing, and it's like there's a bomb, you know, is this Islamic extremism? Is it, um, you know, is it politically motivated? And oh no! It turns out like oh the the person they caught on camera they they look Norwegian like they've got you know they're sort of Caucasian they they've we've tracked down their family but no they've been missing for like really buy into it and then just take it to the fucking nth degree when like the so called solution is every country sends in their police force and then you have like thousands of detectives <laughs> like all trying to get their head around it and all running their own like parallel investigations yeah yeah. i think i think the more serious the setup the funnier it is when you finally crack and it's like this is just yeah (laughs) this is a parody yeah yeah no i um yeah i really dig it i'm kind of i'm imagining um the um oh what's his name it's his name is Nikolai Costa Weldau from Game of Thrones. The the one that um, fuck this is really showing my ignorance. I do not know the characters in Game of Thrones. Um, the the brother, the what's his last name? Lannister. Nikolai oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Costa yeah, yeah. Weldau, extremely handsome. Yeah, kind of kind of like a Danish handsome. fastbender. Ooh, good, good analogy. Thank you. Uh, right, so yeah, he would be he he would be great to watch, and I feel yeah. like he's got he can be fun. Yeah, and I think it's. I mean, you gotta you'd be able to 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 really market it by bringing in, you know, bring real natives from each country and in, mm. 
You know, yeah, like instantly like, then... Don't just get a whole bunch of Americans to put on accents. like, <laughs> Or just don't or worse, everyone... Norwegians to put on accents. <laughs> and like, actually, you know, I mean, if you're, you're really trying to sell it, like have people speaking a whole bunch of languages constantly, like really. Yeah. And obviously, like the most common, most people do speak English. So you'll be able to... To, to eventually get there, kind of like what he's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we all speak English, so I guess yeah. the rest of speak English. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. Like, kind of the fun, some of the fun of like the bridge and then the, the tunnel and whatnot is that like, they're trying to understand each other. And then you just, you kind of parody that, I guess. Like, at some point, they will just slowly switch to kind of butchered English and then they all steadily speak perfect English. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I mean, I've seen the tunnel and I know, like, when he's in France, he's very much like a fish out of water. Like, he mm. doesn't speak much French. And so he's just like, but does the tunnel, like, they actually, so she, does she speak French to him or no, yeah. she switches to English? Oh, she, she speaks switches to English to speak to him, yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah, I so I think, like, you know, I think and yeah, that'd be fun to see all these these different different countries flood in. Yeah, you get a real Groundhog Day as each Best top cop is like almost has yeah. the exact same spiel, has the exact same fucking <laughs> yeah. like bravado, and like they all think they're like the the tortured, like, yeah, 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 police true. officer. They're it's all like, equally arrogant <laughs> and have yeah. their the same backstory. <laughs> because I guess yeah. like you get to then because every country has its own like classic crime drama, right? Like. You know, especially like all the Scandinavian countries, and they all have like the same main character. Like I recently watched, um, did you ever, have you heard about the Valhalla murders? Pretty recent Icelandic one. It is. Uh, yeah, have I seen that? Pretty, maybe come out, it's within the last year or so. It's exactly the same. Like it got a little, I mean, it's, it's good. It's good. But the characters, you know, same format, right? Tortured. Um, past, you know, ends up being kind of their personal history is brought into the the history of the the killer and so on. Um, and I think I'm I'm imagining this the like the games, Olympic Games killing. What do you think about this? The killer is got um, the main guy Niels. Um, Stormstein was like a fucking late, like rock star football player or whatever in high school, and always picked this guy last for the for the football team. And so he knew him from high school, kind of forgot about him, but like kind of bullied him at the time. And then this this killer has um, started like a Reddit group where he's trying to find out all of the athletes competing in the Olympic Games that did the same thing. They were all like jock bullies in high school. Oh. And it's slowly like killing off all these people that never, you know, got picked last for the for the football team. They were always like just legends who seemed cool but actually bullied, you know, the lower rungs at high school. So is the murderer from Norway? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I guess they went... For like maximum impact, they they know the main investigator really well, right? Yeah, great, 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 great. And also because I think you know you have a political minefield here when you're trying mm-hmm. to pick which country is the bad. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, which is why it's always safe to pick to make Scandinavians evil because they can take it. Yeah. You know, like if you pick if you make uh you, you know, a Ukrainian the bad guy, it's like, oh, but they've had a bad run. Like do they need this? Yeah, yeah. Do they need this bad publicity? Like yeah, the tourism wanna, industry yeah. of Ukraine is already suffering. <laughs> you know. And you know, you don't want to like go down the classic road of like, you know, watch any American film. It's always the Russians, the bad guy, yeah, or yeah. like you know, yeah. yeah, it's too easy. I mean it's it's the old sort of bond format. Um, exactly. But kind yeah. of the hot new thing is to make Scandinavians the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fresh. Super fresh. It's, very fresh you know i I just um i googled valhalla murders um Mm -hmm. and the 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 blurb is a detective with a painful past (laughs) that's all you need to know exactly (laughs) returns to native iceland to help a police officer for a serial killer with a link to a mysterious photograph like that is essentially every single like (laughs) it's actually a detective with a painful past does a thing and turns out he's linked to the murder. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking writes itself. Um, Actually, I have seen the Valhalla murders now that I'm looking. I reckon I stopped, though. Yeah, fair. I mean, if anyone's listening and they're interested and they like, generally like, Scandi Noir, I'd, I'd recommend it. But the, it's a solid payoff. I won't say any more than that. Yeah, I think I just binged too heavy yeah. on the old Scandi Noir, and they are very mm. similar. But this is fresh. What this you're is suggesting fresh. is 100% <laughs> because fresh. It's, I think will it's, be its Rotten Tomatoes rating. Yeah, you could only do it once, because it is it is the Scandi Noir format, just taken to the like thousandth degree. And once so, it's to done, go back the to, entire genre yeah. of Scandi Noir will have to finish. <laughs> you can never another it, make a crime. Driver. It is flanderizing once again. Yeah, like, <laughs> only with just TV show ideas. Yeah. Hit that limit, and then no one will want to watch any more after that. And they'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." That's this and is kind of nice. they've had a good run. Like, like, and watching Valhalla Murders really rubbed in that this format has been done. And honestly, watching any more like Scandi crime stuff, I feel like I'm going to be able to pick it. Like there's now such a format. Ah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it got so popular. They just churned out so much of it. Like, mm. man, I've seen a lot of Scandi Noir. Mm. Uh, great, great. So you're able to yeah pull in a lot of lot of characters, a lot of lot of actors from different countries. Uh, yeah, and that's Groundhog like built-in Day, audience, Instagram. right? Yeah. You know, like every country is going to watch this show because they can't wait for, again, the Hugh Jackman episode where Hugh Jackman mm. is Australia's top investigator gets sent in yeah. and is With mysteriously a goes missing. Yeah, yeah. Goes for a swim. Great, great, great. <laughs> he goes for a swim. All these detectives <laughs> keep swimming. Yeah, uh, we, we uh, keep where warning the them that the North Sea <laughs> is very dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. So, is, is the Olympics in Norway? Where is the Olympics? Yeah, the, it's in Oslo. Yeah, yeah, it's in Oslo. the yeah, twenty twenty eight yeah. Oslo Olympics. Yeah, and Oslo detects a painful past. Yes, <laughs> it's a yeah, it's the city of Oslo which has a painful past. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
They've done as many shops because everyone that, that lives in Oslo is a detective. <laughs> is a fucking tortured detective. With <laughs> so many of them. Haunted by the murder that they could never solve. <laughs> Every Scandinavian. <laughs> the country is divided up to, uh, into detectives with painful pasts, uh, murderers, and captains who have had enough yeah. of the, the detectives' renegade ways. Yeah, they don't play anybody by anybody's rules. Um, great. Uh, I guess it's, and how many seasons do you see? I guess only. I mean, you could probably make a if you know people fall in love with the characters. You could probably make more seasons, but this this to me sounds like you know one mystery over one season. Yeah, I think it's a one. If people really bought into it, then you know the Olympics finishes, and then I don't know. Whoop, FIFA World Cup, someone's getting killed. Okay. You, I, I think you could Same repeat. Same thing. Because yeah. you're not going to get through all hundred and whatever countries. Yeah, I guess you have to pick and choose. And then some countries going to be like, oh, but season two, are we going to be in it? I think you'd milk that. But I think you're right. Like, pitch it as a, as a mini-series. Yeah. And I think you get a good comedy out of, like, each d- detective kind of, like, you get to poke fun at the country and be like, you know, I like to think that wherever you're watching it from, you'll, you'll be able to have a good laugh at like your own detective. Just yeah, exactly. Being like ridiculous. Like, and it would be nice to like have the writing team pull in people from that country. Yeah. You know, laughing at themselves kind of thing. It's, it's a real collaboration. I'm very it's excited about It's a real international collaboration. Uh, cool. So yeah, I give it uh, one season. I also give it one season. But one like great season. Considering it's the end of Scandi crime thrillers, I think people will see it as a, a fitting finale to that entire genre. Mm, very Signing tasty. off from Scandinavia. <laughs> That's it. And then you never hear from Scandinavian countries ever again. <laughs> that collection It'll go back to like it was before 2012 when yeah. no one had seen anything come out of Scandinavia. Well, that's that's our three pilots for today. Uh, recapping. We have Dice, reality television show with uh, where people have to build a casino in three months. Uh, yes. Teams against each other and the losing teams, casinos are burnt to the ground. We have, uh, we have skill <laughs> tester, if I may. Please. A... Deadpan Australian comedy about a group of high-powered ASIO agents, hired killers that need to track down George Lucas's missing toy Yoda um, teddy bear that gets lost in a skill tester. Uh, and lastly, I've forgotten what that was called. Um... Um, yeah, I don't know. I it's called. Well, I, I called the last athlete. The last but... athlete. Yeah, I don't know. You'd probably come up with a better one. Den, den Sister Utuver. Den Sister Utuver. The last athlete where a Norwegian detective is trying to solve a crime at the Olympics when a Norwegian uh, athlete is murdered. Subsequently, different athletes from different countries are being murdered and that brings in the top detective from each of those countries every, into every the country. system. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I guess that's off listening. signing off. Yeah, thanks yeah. so much. Thanks for joining these professional friends. Good night, everybody. 
and uh, look to the stars.